Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And she's drinking coffee. Wow, way to ruin my cocktail of the week. Surprise! It's almost always coffee or water. Not always. I had a good ran... ran? I had a good run of awful drinks. I'm glad that ended. That was terrible. Since I ruined the spoiler of your drink, I guess I'll do mine. Oh, okay. I see how it is now. So I have something called Orange Mama Lemonade. Lemonade. I want Lemonade. Oh, wait. Do I? Is it made out of llamas or made from llamas? Or just llama themed. Well, I like llamas. They're kind of cool. But this one is, it has like a like a matryoshka doll on it and it's orange lemonade. So hopefully it can't be too terribly disastrous. And like always, it comes in a can. Ceremonial crack the can. Chug, chug, chug. Eh, it's okay. What does it taste like? Like a really, really weak orange flavored lemonade. Gross. Eh. That doesn't sound fun. Not disgusting, just not not worth money. Oh, and by the way, this is your favorite travel podcast, Seattle to Unknown. Seattle to what? I don't know. Unknown. Undone. Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. 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 This is how you conjugate I guess a it, noun. I guess it isn't <laughs> noon, so could be noon if you're listening now. I don't know. Yeah, so it's noon in a different time zone, just not this one or that one. Or this one. <laughs> It's noon o'clock somewhere. Oh gosh, that reminds me. At the cafeteria at work, when they reserve tables, they'll put a timestamp on it, and a lot of times it'll say one thirty p.m. noon. What? As if noon indicates midday. Oh, to help distinguish between a.m. and p.m. Why do you have to reserve seats at the cafeteria if you want? If you have like a group coming through and you need to have a meal together, oh, like okay. when externals come in. Yeah, okay. I get that. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, every time I see it, I go, you know, I could point it out. I just don't think it's worth it. Everybody knows what they mean. And that's what counts, Precious. Oh, you think I'm Precious? No. Oh. How did you not see that coming? What about now? Nope. Even worse. <laughs> so... Did you want to talk about your coffee? Is it really good coffee? You ruined it. So it's kind of gross? No, it's good. I, I'm sorry. I just don't want to talk about it because you ruined it. Oh. I'm going to pout and drink my awesome coffee. Should I order you some tissue on Amazon to wipe away your tears? Yeah, okay, sure. I'll take free tissue. <laughs> tissue for your issues? No. Holy shit. What was that? Jeez. Like the sky just parted ways and it is now dumping rain i heard the rumblage yikes so i guess that's my update of the week it is currently pouring yay rain that's a good thing yay though, rain. Right? yeah it's been really really hot here but that was kind of distracting suddenly it started rumbling and now the sky is crying it was almost 100 degrees today so now it's 100 degrees and muggy yay yay <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. So it's your turn. Uh, Yay, your turn. This is day eight out of eight in a row since coming back from vacation for work. Well, that sounds like fun. I'm a little tired. It hasn't been bad. A just a long. It's just a long week. Eight days in a row is a bit much in a customer service oriented job. Yeah, your job is very people-y. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. Look for me one day in the future on an episode of My Favorite Murder. I'll be the murderer. <laughs> or Snapped. I might be on You'll Snapped. You'll be on Wanted Posters. Do they, they don't do those anymore. It's just America's Most Wanted. They do if you go to the post office. 
Do they? I thought it was usually like missing or endangered children. No, those go on milk cartons. They don't do that. They haven't done that since the 80s. Yeah. Well, that's no fun. I want to see your name in big lights. That's not how that works either. It's not like the 1920s. But the murdery lights. There should be big wanted poster signs with like big blinking lights and neon signs and all of that. How else are we supposed to catch the bad guys? America's Most Wanted? I don't know. Is that still on air? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I feel like being a murderer just isn't what it used to be. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Pretty sure it's a good thing. The less attention they get, the less they do. But it's just not going to be as much fun for me when you inevitably snap someday. I can't just casually walk past a poster and be like, I know her. her. She's my friend. And then you get hauled away by the FBI. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't have time for that anyway. I'd be stuck in questioning. Your name would be everywhere and I'd still be in an interrogation room explaining, no, I didn't know she was going to stab them. What if I stab you, though? Then I'll either be in the hospital or dead, and then I can't benefit from it either way. This is a terrible plan. Please (laughs) motivate yourselves. Like, you gotta think about me in these plans of yours. But if I stab you, then I was thinking about you. How do I benefit? That's not how this works. Okay, this got weird. (laughs) Go back. Did it? Is this more weird than usual? I don't think so. Oh, and by the way, I know what is coming up next. You can't tell me that I'm the weird one here. Okay, so speaking about weird, I got a, I got a fun, um, lighthearted news story. Subject lighthearted. Yeah. So, I like the title of this news article is, I visited a notoriously haunted doll and bad luck followed me everywhere. Well, who hasn't done that? That old story. But I think the best part is they're not talking about like the super famous Annabelle haunted doll. It's oh, a that different one. one. His name is Robert. Oh, Bobby. I don't think you can call him Bobby. I think that's how you get your ass haunted. Too late. Uh, Watch me. Well, okay. So you would have to go down to Key West. Key West. Wow, words are hard. If you want to get haunted by Robert the doll, he is pretty well known i guess maybe not as well known as annabelle because i didn't know about him till this he's been featured on several tv shows and he's even toted around various connect convention centers for the occult occult con i say that but i'm sure that's what it's called <laughs> occult con occult con um so the person that wrote this article her and her husband they went down to key west and they booked a tour with a company called ghosts and gravestones which is a pretty rad name and she's not someone who's superstitious or anything. She's not, she doesn't believe in ghosts or anything. So preface it with that. And one of the stops that they went is the Fort East Martello, hopefully I'm saying that right, museum. And that's where Robert the Haunted Doll lives. But, dun, dun, dun. exactly. So the origin of Robert is that he was originally a gift to someone named Eugene Otto, who was apparently an author and a painter. Uh, He got the doll from his grandfather in 1904. So Robert's been around. Um, He kind of has like a little sailor outfit on, like a Navy sailor outfit. But as a boy, Eugene would often say that the doll made him do something for like accidents or anything that happened in the house. So, you know, you would think it's normal kid behavior. 
But then it gets good. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a haunting. That just sounds like a bratty kid. Sort of. But apparently the story goes is that there was a woman who worked for the Otto family and she was abruptly fired without cause one day. So as she was packing her stuff to leave, she used voodoo to put a curse on the doll as a form of revenge. And that's when things really started getting weird. (laughs) I know. Um, Once he... um, So Eugene had Robert the doll for a long time and... He got married and him and his wife moved back to Key West from wherever they were. And Eugene freaking loved this doll until the end of time, until he passed away. So as a good wife, what do you do with your husband's creepy doll that he's had forever? You put it in the attic. Obviously. (laughs) Which, that's great. You have a creepy doll that an adult has held on to since they were a child. And now the creepy doll is put in the attic that's been cursed with voodoo. So, like, that's a recipe for disaster, I feel like. Yeah, I'm going to say that is the plot of a horror movie. Exactly. So, um, Robert the doll ended up getting donated to this museum. And uh, apparently, if you insult him, if you don't say hello and goodbye to him... You're going to get haunted. Like, you're just going to have bad freaking luck until you apologize. But how does does one ghost or one doll haunt multiple people? Um, I'm... If a, if a whole classroom of, like, kids on a field trip went to this museum and they all flipped him off at once, does he hunt them all simultaneously? Or maybe just while they're all in the classroom, like, everybody's not going to have their homework all of a sudden or something. That doesn't sound like a curse. That just sounds like they had a good night the night before. We're talking, like, you school know, as children, elementary right? kids schools yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't... <laughs> they got chocolate wasted? I don't know. <laughs> they all had one too many milkshakes? Yeah, and then they puked. Or they went a straight up sandlot and they had chewing tobacco on the swing ride and they all puked. (laughs) But yeah. But yeah, you have to be like super polite to Robert if you go to this museum. Otherwise, you just have terrible, terrible luck. Like they had bad luck about um, their flight was delayed and they had a rebook because the plane was too heavy. They had a five hour layover before their connecting flight. And then I think their luggage never showed up. Once they finally did get home, so... Okay, did they insult the doll, or were they just flying United? Wow. (laughs) Oh, you have to introduce yourself, and you have to take a photo with him, but you have to ask first. And you can't leave the museum without saying goodbye. Which, it sounds like they did all of this, but they probably didn't do something right, or maybe they didn't properly ask permission before taking the photo. But yeah, it doesn't say what airline. Or, you know, confirmation bias. But yeah, they got haunted they had really bad luck and nothing nothing was fixing it so they had to send a letter of apology to robert to get everything fixed and this museum gets like a shit ton of letters asking for forgiveness every day sounds like robert's just a really shitty host i mean probably insulted me and now i must smite them well he's probably pissed he was left in an attic yeah but they didn't leave him in the attic no but you know Dolls are vengeful. Mm. Dolls be angry. Are yo. they though? Apparently, here's I don't know. my question. Knowing what I know about my bad luck, when did I insult this doll? I don't know if it was that doll, but somewhere out there, there's a creepy doll that's going to end up in a museum, and that's the one you insulted. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that makes sense. Nothing in my life is my fault. It's all the fault of a doll. It's going to be like the American Girl doll you once had, but never sent to the American Girl doll hospital. No, 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 no. I sent her to the American Girl Doll Hospital. (laughs) I gave her a really, really awful haircut circa like 1997. Kept her in my closet for 
ever. And then when Bella was old enough to have a doll, my niece, I gave it to her. But first I sent the doll to the American Girl Doll Hospital and got her a new head. Okay, you literally just described almost what happened to Robert. <laughs> Tragedy. She has a new head Locked now. In closet. She's fine. Given away. Anything that happened to her after the hospital visit is a curse on my niece, not on me. Nope. This explains so much. Like, oh, so, so much. by the way, my niece is now listening to the podcast. So, um, hey, kiddo. Good luck with your haunted Don't doll. Don't have any nightmares. <laughs> it's all Sarah's fault. Nope. That explains so, so much. Yeah. Clearly, the mass-produced American Girl dolls are infused with a spirit of some sort. And that spirit is now haunting me. Annabelle's a Raggedy Ann doll. Those were mass produced too. My mom had a couple of those. She had a Raggedy Ann and a Raggedy Andy and they were both creepy. I had a Raggedy Ann that my mom had, but it wasn't It wasn't like the creepy ones. I don't know. I think all moms have Raggedy Ann dolls somewhere. Well, it was a big deal back then. That was their American Girl doll. Did you have an American Girl doll? Yep. Which one? Uh, I totally had Molly and then I had a choose your own adventure one. And they're actually still at my mom's house. Looking for a good home for them. I had Molly, but I really, really wanted Samantha. But that was the only one I ever had. I also had a magic attic doll. I have no idea what that is. It was like off-brand American Girl doll, but it had more to do with like fantasy. Where like the premise was there's a group of girls who would go into some some family members attic where they had a big dress-up chest and it, they'd try on a costume look in the mirror and then they'd be transported back to whatever era that costume had to do with oh but it was all magical realism so like one tried on a princess costume and she went back lived in a medieval castle and like befriended a unicorn so it's fun and As educational uh-huh yeah okay. so now i know where the unicorns were it was in the medieval ages a doy duh how else is a princess supposed to get around yeah but that doll had like really pretty strawberry blonde hair and i think that set me up for a lifetime of wanting red hair <laughs> probably maybe those dolls are haunting you that is the reason no i was very nice to megan i was less kind to molly because i really wanted her to be samantha rude nope that's that's why you have bad luck it's that american girl doll she pissed at you i love the idea that a company could mass produce that many dolls with like haunted i mean it's it's chucky he was a mass produced doll too that one just got possessed by a serial killer it all makes sense uh, well, that was really loud thunder. Ooh, yeah, it was. Is that a sign? Yeah, Molly's coming for you. <laughs> uh-uh, Molly lives with my niece now. She is not my problem. That's what you think. <sighs> well, so I guess if you're ever in Key West and you want to have your ass haunted. <laughs> or terrible luck like Sarah, uh, be impolite to Robert the doll. Yeah. I think I'm going to pass that. I think you should pass on that too. I think you should apologize to uh, the American girl doll that your niece has. <laughs> just in case. Be like, oh, hey, I'm sure it's I was young. You were young. We all make mistakes and we all have terrible haircuts. <laughs> Can we move on? Can we be friends again? Plus, she came in a costume that someone handmade. My mom won it at an auction and the person who was selling it had handmade what I'm sure was made with the best of intentions but a quote-unquote Indian princess costume for her. Uh, and, Molly uh, was a hula girl for Halloween. I remember that story. Yeah, I know. But um, this person had other ideas about what Molly should wear. And even when I got it, I went, is this okay? 
I don't know if this is okay. Something tells me this is not okay. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, haunted dolls. Be kind to your dolls, people. They might haunt you or others one day. And if someone tells you, hey, when you're near Key West, you should go visit this museum. You need to be on your best behavior. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) So we went on vacation. Woo! So in podcast world, you will have heard, assuming you're listening in order, last week we talked about what our vacation goals were. And through the magic of the internet, we are already back from our vacation. That doesn't have as nice of a ring as the magic of radio or television. God, what was that show where whenever they went through time, someone went... Wayne's World? Wayne's World. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So uh, just imagine that and like a strike across a harp or like hanging chimes we are now in post-vacation world i guess that would make you garth because you're the blonde or more blonde that checks out yeah a little socially awkward that does not check out that totally checks out moving on we are back (laughs) we went to the nordic countries and it was good yeah oh it was so much fun there was a lot more singing on this trip than i would have expected there's always a lot of singing on trips that's just how i live my life why that is it's a musical without the coordinated dancing that's that's what we need to take our trips to the next level is more dancing Ooh, like a dance fight like west side story just randomly somewhere yes like river dance style oh no <laughs> i'm out at river dance yes. <laughs> uh, sarah. you already said yes see sarah river dance see sarah fall fall sarah fall sarah sarah took two quarters of scottish country dancing in college which i realize is not the same as river dance before you write us any emails yeah but it's a similar idea. It's a whole lot of not moving from the chest up and a lot of flailing from the waist down. No. <laughs> <laughs> no river dance. All We're right. Just jealous. Should we tell the tale of our adventures? Start there? Sure. So I guess let's give you an overview of what we did so you can, I guess not visualize, but chronologically understand what we did. Now, close your eyes and picture yourself being on a plane for eight hours. Or just one. I hate you. No, you don't. Ah. <laughs> uh- so yeah, uh, I started Sunday and I got there Monday. I also started Sunday, but I got there Sunday. So we started off in Copenhagen. From there, we went to Malmo, or as they kept saying in Copenhagen, Malmo, train to Malmo. We heard that over and over again that one night when we were struggling to get home. But um, from Malmo, we went to Gothenburg, Gothenburg to Oslo, Oslo to Stockholm, Stockholm to Helsinki, Helsinki to Copenhagen, and from Copenhagen, we went our separate ways home. Eight hours... Oh, no, it was longer than that. Maybe like yeah, nine hours. Bit. Yeah. A layover. So, but that brings us to our first app that we said we were going to trust, test out, which was Time Shifter. So Melinda we. had to test that one out. Yeah. Well, we, I found it and said, here, you do this. That was my participation in this. Wow. So Time Shifter, as we explained in the previous app, is an app that kind of tells you what you need to do when in the days leading up to a trip so that when you land, you are already mentally in the right time zone well no it it helps you adjust to be in that time zone that you just flew to not just mentally physically emotionally spiritually (laughs) it emotionally tells you you got this you 
got this, buddy. Yeah. So you put in your flight information of when you're leaving, if you have layovers, and like where you're you're starting, you're layovering and ending. And I'll tell you like when you should go to bed, when you should wake up, when it's okay for caffeine, when you should get the most daylight as possible to help you shift, which is fine and dandy if you kind of have a normal work schedule, but I do not. So one of the days where it's like, oh, you don't have to get up till this time. It's like, well, joke's on you. I do have to get up earlier than that <laughs> and be at work. <laughs> My boss says otherwise. Yes. So, um, but I tried to stick with it as best I could, despite, you know, having to get up way too early for work. I think it definitely helped. I do think it helped. And then it it continues on for a few days after you get home just to try and get you back in the rhythm of your time zone. So I like it. I think it was helpful. Yeah, I think a lot of people just say, oh, when you arrive, you stay up until at least 10 o'clock and then you can go to sleep. So it doesn't matter when you arrive, you have to stay until a normal bedtime. You have to keep yourself awake. But this gets more specific and granular on what to do when. Yeah, it tells you like at this point on your flight, get as much sleep as possible like go to sleep Uh, which is great uh it isn't a free app that's something that should be noted you get one free trial so i wouldn't waste it on a short time difference but if you're going eight hours or more it seems worthwhile at least from what i've heard from melinda i haven't used it yet i'm saving it for christmas because i don't want to use up my free trial on like a one hour flight when you're in the same freaking time zone yeah (laughs) it's like you're going from stockholm to helsinki it's a time difference of one hour. Just go to bed one hour later. Done. Yeah. So I don't know if it's if you're someone who's constantly traveling and changing time, like big time zone changes, it might be worth paying for. Um, it's definitely worth trying out for the free trial, at least. I haven't looked at it in a little while, but I think it said you get there's two options for using it. You either pay per flight or per trip, or there's a subscription model for people who really are traveling all the time. I can't so remember. If that applies to you that might be worth looking into depending on your needs yep so that was the first thing we tested out so like we said we started off in copenhagen and i did something i got there a day before melinda so we both left sunday but i'm traveling a much shorter distance so i got there first had one night by myself and that first day i did literally everything that i tell people not to do pretty much everything first part was I set out, oh, I took a nap when I landed because that made perfect sense. A time difference of one or less than an hour, I got to the hotel and I took a nap. Then I woke up, checked the weather forecast. I know, you're supposed to stay awake, but I couldn't because my flight was at 7 a.m. So I had been at the airport. Oh no, I've got to back up even further on that day. I did so much wrong on that first day. The truth comes out. So very first thing I did, because my flight was so early, I planned intentionally not to get there two hours before my flight. I got there about an hour before. Dusseldorf's airport is not a big deal because it's much smaller and there's just less security, less everything. It's not a huge deal to get through it. Got to the airport, went to check in, got my ticket, and I realized my purse was very, very light. And do you know why it was light? Because my wallet was at home. Loser! So, yeah, uh huh. So I hailed a cab, got home, picked up my wallet. The guy, very, very graciously, upon hearing my panic, he turned off the meter when we got home and didn't charge me for the trip back to the airport, which was great because that was not a cheap trip. So I get checked in, get on my flight, everything's fine, check into the hotel, and take my nap. When I go to go outside again, because I've got a whole day to kill now by myself, I check the weather. 
weather and it says it's going to be overcast and cold. So layer up and I walk out wearing tennis shoes that I had mostly broken in, but probably not quite enough. I thought I had. And in a single day, I walked nearly 20 miles. In shoes for once. I know, real shoes. Not like some hippie barefoot kid. Uh, But so I walked way too much. I got dehydrated and I got mega ultra sunburned and a blister about the size of a half dollar on my foot. Accurate. Literally everything stupid I could do, I did. It was awful. But the good news is it was only uphill from there. Like it was only like better and better with each day. But that first day sucked. So uh, then Melinda showed up and it got much better. Everything's better when I'm around. That's just a fact. That sounds like something you would have printed on a t-shirt to wear yourself. (laughs) Someone would be like, oh, did someone make that for you? Nope, I did it. It's from me. To me, from me, with love. Oh, Lord. I'm making that shirt and I'm wearing it around you next time. Oh, I'm going to have your sister do it for me. My sister could do that for you, yes. She totally would. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I think it just goes to show that even when you think you know what you're doing, you can still make mistakes. It's because you're haunted by a doll. Oh, I see. It's well, I mean, that's all part so of it. clear. The other part is it's just you. I should really just stop walking into toy stores and flipping off all the dolls I see. Yeah, you probably should, actually. <laughs> you know what? It's a weird hobby, but it brings me such joy. Oh my god, is that why Toys R Us got shut down? Too many haunted do- dolls? No, just too many Sarahs walking through flipping off dolls. I was like, this ah. is not a good place for children. Yeah. Either we need to go online or we just need to shut down. Otherwise, she will not stop. Shut it down. <laughs> bankruptcy was just like an easier public statement yeah like if we put it in the press release that some random chick keeps flipping off our dolls they just won't understand and that they're all haunted and we can't sell them why don't you just get better security she keeps coming back we can't stop her she climbs in through the vents Terms, little booger like mission impossible style she hums her own theme song you would think that we'd hear her coming first <laughs> sometimes i hear it echoing through the air system and i think think it's her but i'm just never sure because then she disappears like the wind before or after you trip and fall oh see no i don't do that when i'm being super stealthy when i am on a mission i've never seen that i see it through to completion anyway so everything got better (laughs) once i showed up oh yeah 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 go order your t-shirt yeah i think that also makes the case that uh test your sunscreen before you go on vacation because i had sunscreen on like i applied it in the morning and i should have reapplied it later on but that stuff was weak because i started burning fast spring for the good stuff it's worth it or you have to try out a whole bunch of sunscreens to figure out what actually works for you certain places that don't believe in sunscreen probably won't be too helpful if you are a burner like sarah buy it from countries where they believe in skin sun protection yeah yeah i learned my lesson i heard i've heard it loud and clear but then the fun part was we were on a mission to find sarah a hat and she hated all my awesome suggestions uh you kept suggesting rain hats like fisherman style and i didn't want to look like the gordon's fisherman i was thinking paddington bear oh thank you but then there was an like an indiana jones hat there was bucket hats there was um ridiculous many bucket hats. hats yeah i came i came this close to buying a a yankees hat because it was the closest i felt came to be neutral when it came to hats it's like the like it's the basic hat everybody has a yankees hat somewhere nope it's just it's like it might as well just be a blank hat that's how ubiquitous 
the Yankees logo is. She did not get a hat. I I have since bought a hat. Have you Are worn you so the said hat? I have worn the hat every single time I've gone out of the house since I got it. Oh shit! Because I was so badly burned across my forehead at the hairline that like I had brown spots, like not freckles, like gross discoloration. So like I'm a thousand hat. years old and these are my liver spots yeah basically but i didn't get a yankees hat i got a dodgers hat because i figured at least i was from los angeles <laughs> i'm not buying a mariners hat. we don't have those anywhere sunscreen kids and hats yes please wear those things so you do not become me so, yeah so once i got there we actually didn't stay in copenhagen we actually were in malmo which fun fact it's just 30 minutes away which doesn't feel like that long too and what's interesting about the trip between those two cities is that you take a bridge that starts off a suspension bridge and then it just goes underwater it's hard to tell when you're riding the train itself like suddenly you're in a tunnel but if you see the train itself like you see pictures of it it just kind of dives into the water i didn't know that you've seen pictures and i've told you about it you just forgot that no i haven't seen pictures of that i just thought it was a whole suspension bridge but we stayed at a really cute hotel right next to the train station it was very very tiny and we did share a very tiny bed but that was on the way back home oh no in malmo yeah no the hotel on in copenhagen that we actually stayed at in copenhagen was uh, it had bunk beds that's how small it was yeah that place was interesting but yeah it was really cute like the hotel room had a mural up on the wall of like a concert scene and one thing they had that i thought was really nice was in every room they had a bag or i assume in every room they had a bag that said something about how fashion is one of the world's largest pollutants so if you have any clothing you were planning on throwing away rather than packing put it in this bag and we'll donate it which i thought was very nice yeah which we ended up donating a little bit of stuff to them yeah um i don't remember oh (laughs) you donated do you want to talk about what you donated the water bottle i couldn't figure out how to open so you've now taken this water bottle on two trips because you had it last time too i've never used this one that's that's the problem like anytime i brought it i've never used it so i think it was just meant to go yeah well the issue was is that so it was a collapsible water bottle that we believed you needed to twist to uncollapse to fully extend the the bottle and we both failed miserably at trying to extend the bottle only for a few days later for us to stop at a travel shop somewhere see it on the wall and the packaging on it says squeeze to open. So we almost we could have saved it if we had held on to it a couple more days. No, it's kind of bulky to pack around too. So I'm I feel like donating it was probably the best choice. Uh, well, somebody out there got a good water bottle. Yeah. So, you know, not mad. Not even mad. Oh, I know what we need to talk about for Malmo. And then when I first got there, we went to Malmo. We put my shit down because I just got off the plane. And then we immediately wandered around in circles around a block to find the Museum <laughs> of Disgusting Foods. Because what is it that you want to do after you get off a plane? You want to go check out some nasty shit. And it was nasty. It was real nasty. But also probably one of the cooler museums we've gone to. Yeah. So it might have been my favorite this trip, honestly. I, yes, I was expecting to be blown away by the um, Yayoi Kusama exhibit at the Henny Onstadt Museum. I was, I really enjoyed the exhibit we saw, but I wish the museum was full of more of that. I think if the museum had more of that that would have been my number one but because it didn't the disgusting food museum was easily one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. so to set the scene it's 
a storefront and a shopping center. So not huge, but it has like five aisles of tables that you go up and down and the food falls into a couple different categories of disgusting and they list all of them for you. We had a hard time finding it because it's very unassuming. It kind of looks like an art gallery. Plus the entry to the mall was not super clear. We walked past it completely and did not notice that there was an entry. Third time's we had to go charm. All, yeah, we had to go all the way around to find a different entry. But I keep bumping this. Uh, but the, the food ranged from disgusting because it was super chemically processed foods like Twinkies and Pop-Tarts to super disgusting to us as outsiders because it was things like cow blood or cheese with maggots in it. Or horrifically stinky cheese. Yeah, horrifically stinky cheese. And so you make your way through it and halfway through there's a photo booth in the back where it's like one of those cutouts where you stick your head in, but on the other side there's a photo booth that takes your picture, but what they don't warn you, and you kind of assume it's going to be gross for one reason or another because they won't tell you why it's gross. Um, there's a little plastic tube sticking up aimed right up at your nose that sprays something smelly at you. And so you've got pictures of yourself in various stages of disgust as you realize, oh, what is this thing in my nose? It smells like it's dying. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> It's yeah. totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, the pictures are hilarious because you really do see the full range of emotions. Are you in your last picture? Because there's a series of four pictures and my last one is just a picture of the cutout because I fully removed my head from it. I think you can see me. I'm not in the face hole anymore. That was really fun. And then so you make your way all the way through and at the end there's a tasting bar and I think they had 15 different items you could try. There was a lot actually. And then there's... A couple things that you try while you're looking around everything before you get to the tasting bar. Yeah, there was Vegemite and there Salt were licorice. lots of... Yeah, there were lots of things that you couldn't try, but they had them in jars so you could smell them. Like if you're familiar with that fermented herring or something or other from Sweden, the one that comes in a can that's illegal to open in buildings in a lot of places. We've talked about it in a previous episode, but basically it smells so atrocious that it's written into the legal code in a lot of places that you cannot open them inside. But yeah, and some of the things you're allowed to touch, for instance, I think it was a bull's penis. It was some very large penis, and it below it Rocky there's Mountain a sign that says, oysters. Something. No, it it was definitely a penis. It was not an oyster. Testicle ball. Yeah, it was it was very long, and it had a sign that you said you could touch it. And the description was something about how women were encouraged to eat the light meat and men ate the dark meat. You know, for virility. Like I did not know penises had light and dark meat. That is upsetting. Neither of us touched it though, because no, there was I'm not good. really any place to wash your hands. And in the tasting bar, there were about four different bugs you could try. There were a couple different cheeses couple different fermented meats, root beer, Carolina Reaper powder, which I don't think is disgusting per se. I think it's just- It's just hot. It's hot. But it kind of goes in like the fear factor food thing of burning. Yeah. What was interesting is that the museum, I guess it's not necessarily interesting or shocking at all, is that it definitely had a political slant to it because for every maybe 10 foods that were just kind of gross, there'd be something like, did you know your meat is full of hormones? Yeah, I think we all kind of know that. Like, you know, the pig, there's a little pig figurine that was stuffed with needles, and that was one of the oh, food yeah. items. There was a couple things like that. It's like, oh, 
okay, can we go on to the less socially acceptable <laughs> disgusting foods? Like mouse wine? Yeah, mouse wine was pretty icky. That was icky. And all of these things are gross if it's not something you grew up with. Like, for instance, three of the ones that we laughed about the most were Pop-Tarts, Twinkies, and root beer. Those are not things that we would necessarily think are disgusting. Not good. I mean, except for the root beer. Root beer is delicious. But I also don't think they're disgusting. But it's all subjective, obviously. Yes, it is. As with most things. Yeah, but it was really fun. I would highly recommend checking it out. They apparently also have a location in Los Angeles now. So if you're in the US, that might be slightly more accessible. But the one in Malmo is really cool. And Malmo's pretty cool too, so... If you want to go to Sweden and eat disgusting food, two for one. Oh, the one thing we didn't mention, the ticket for the museum was a barf bag. And And they had, go ahead. They had a sign with like how many days it's been since someone last puked, which is pretty good. I, (laughs) I looked at their Instagram and apparently if you puke, they make you erase the number and write zero up and then put your little hash mark for the number of pukes at the bottom. So their Instagram has a bunch of them. Just people like bashfully tallying up another line. I froze up. I didn't mean to. It was just really icky in here. I mean, some of it's pretty darn rank when you're with those smelling jars, but not anything that was going to make me puke. No. I could see maybe if you're super squeamish, the tasting bar might bring up some of lunch. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I can see that. But still, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. No, and there was nothing at the tasting bar that I thought tasted absolutely horrendous, but I also don't taste things fully. Yes. The shark was pretty bad because I feel like you could get some of that ammonia taste to it, but it wasn't going to make me puke still. No. Sorry. Tougher than that. I think a, I think a lot of it is psychosymptomatic that if you think this is disgusting, it's going to feel disgusting. Whereas we just kind of tried everything. I was like, eh, okay, sure, give me a cricket. Why not? Stink bug? Okay, that's going down the gullet. Why not? I, li- I also appreciated that they had water if you need to like cleanse your palate <laughs> of the weird. <laughs> That was pretty smart. They did good. It, it's very well done and it's it's fun and educational. Yeah, a good portion of the reason that we were looking at Malmo was because it was less expensive than Copenhagen. But as soon as I heard about the Disgusting Food Museum, I thought, oh, okay, now it's not just an issue of wanting to stay here. I really want to see this museum. And it was completely worth it. We need to do this. Yeah, totally worth it. <laughs> Highly Oh, recommend. and next to the photo booth, they have a wall where you can put notes up like comments about the museum and whatnot. And we put up a note that's about how not all of it was all that disgusting. And P.S. If you like travel, download our podcast. And we got a download from Sweden that week. Oh, hell yeah. What's up, Sweden? See? Uh, uh. That's awesome. Thank you to whoever uh, was that download. If you saw us at the Museum of Disgusting Food. Yeah. If it was you, you, send us a note. Tell us. We'd love to hear about it. What was your favorite thing from the museum? Oh, was it? Oh, God. I don't know. There was a lot of stuff in there. It kind of boggles the mind, some of the weird stuff that we saw. Yeah. But yeah, that was Malmo. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, we got, we did Malmo the first day there. And then the next full day, we went back to Copenhagen to explore and we got to find the coolest thing ever. We found Teddy, the giant. Just giant. I kept calling them trolls. I don't know if they're actually trolls. They're giants. I, they do say that they're giants, but they look like trolls. So I don't think it's unfair to say either. But um, we were looking it up in Google Maps and it was saying it was going to take about an hour 
on public transit to get out to where Teddy lives. I don't feel like it was that long. It didn't feel like that long. No, it didn't. And I think Google has a tendency to overestimate time because it's always better to overestimate than under. But yes. at times the overestimation seemed a little extreme. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it was also a lot easier to find them because all of the giants are actually um listed in google maps so if you start typing out their name it's gonna get you directions there and it's worth yeah, it it was it was much easier than it seemed like it would be so i'm glad yeah. there were moments where i knew you really desperately wanted to see it and i'm looking at google maps seeing an hour plus thinking i don't know if i'm that interested wow after i emphasized how much i wanted to see him well that was the thing i was like doesn't matter she wants to see it this is something she specifically said she wanted so we're gonna do it this is why and I agreed I'm glad. to go to Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you agreed to go to Copenhagen because that's where our flights were. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'm glad that we did it. It was well worth it. It's just really daunting when it could potentially take over two and a half hours out of your day, you know? Just to travel. Yeah. We didn't have that much time in Copenhagen all said and done. And so I kind of had to just say, yeah, we're doing it. We've committed to do it. Let's do it and see what happens. And it actually wasn't that long. No, and it didn't end up being that. We, I believe the tickets in Copenhagen that that you get for the metro are two and a half hours. And we managed to get there and back before the ticket expired. And that was like hanging out, playing around once we did find Teddy. Yeah. I shot some video. Melissa and uh, played around with the mirror. <laughs> we made some imaginary lakes. Yes. I gave him a big hug and I tried to figure out how I was going to take him home for a moment. Oh, I feel like you could. I have an idea. This is brilliant. Go with me. Build yourself a tiny house shaped like Teddy and you could live with him forever. Little windows so cool. for his eyes. I could live in Teddy. He's big enough. I bet I bet if you asked my mom, she'd be like, yep, let's build it in my backyard. Done. And then we could put it on Airbnb and get rich. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like, I like the side we're, hustle. Weird Airbnbs always make a ton of money. Like Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. And it would fit right in. My parents live near a house that's all troll themed. And it's got like hundreds of carvings of trolls everywhere. But none but he's could a live giant. In. He's a giant. Giant? Yeah, it was he's really cool it's it's neat that there's six of those out there in copenhagen out of recycled materials it gets you out and kind of seeing um different areas of copenhagen and i highly recommend finding one probably teddy because yeah he's super cool everything's confirmed he's as cool as i thought he was gonna be and he's much closer to the city center than any of the others i mean it'd be really rad to go find all six but I think it'd be a little bit easier with your own form of transit than relying on public transit for it. But find one. Find one that interests you. Go enjoy the nice, beautiful landscape they're a part of. Do yeah, it. If, you were in, if you're in Copenhagen for multiple days, then you could easily make a day of it and go visit all of them. But you'd have to have the time to spare. And a solid game plan. But again, by car, yeah. it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. So put that on your list. It was worth it. Even for someone who doubted it passingly. Jerk. Hey, I ultimately <laughs> was like, yep, let's do it. Let's go. I didn't him and haw and say, no, let's not do it. I'd be like, bye, I'm getting lost. Bye, bitches. I'm out. <laughs> Come find me when I'm sad, lost, and hungry. Nah. I'll let you know. They're going to find you like having broken into Teddy living in his stomach. This is my home now. I couldn't I find shelter. Here. Like, Melinda, there's a there's a school right over there. You passed the school on the way in. Why didn't you just go there? I live here now. In I'm Teddy. Here. We are one. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, also, the cool thing about all of these countries that we went to, we learned that all of them had an app that you could download on your phone to buy your your to be we some train tickets and um like bus and tram tickets all through. So mm-hmm. that was super handy. They were all super super easy to use. They all obviously had English versions. I don't think we had any problem using any of them. Occasionally, the app would be slightly laggy, and we'd be trying to get on the bus without a ticket. We're like, no, really, it's loading. It's loading. Yeah. Look, I'm pressing pay. But the fact that they made it that easy to use public transit, that was pretty rad. I that's dear America. Transit schmanzit. We all need to have our own diesel automobiles and slowly destroy our country. Uh yeah. Anyways, that was really cool. And then there was the day that the trains didn't work. At all. Yeah. So So We were going from Malmo up to Gothenburg and we should have had like a half day of exploration Mm -hmm. out there. But what should have been like a two hour train trip ended ended up up being being a five, five hour train trip. Five to six. It was much more complicated than it needed to be. So it should have been just an easy train ride on like one of the fast trains from Malmo to Gothenburg. Cool. Had our tickets. We were ready. Got to the train station and we figured out that our train was canceled on the board when you're trying to figure out what platform to go to. And we found the people that were representatives of the train company and they're like oh there was an accident on the tracks you have to go outside to your left you'll see a whole bunch of people and go on a bus and go to this other city okay but what they said was outside and to the left was actually outside across a bridge to the left it was much it was not quite as simple as just go out this door and take a left yes we were lucky that we saw people huddled over there but it was not a huge crowd when we got there it was no. decent, but it wasn't a huge crowd. And there was one bus that was like max capacity and they were going, okay, there should be another bus soon, right? Well, how, how long did we end up waiting out there? Over half, half an, an hour. hour. Yeah. And then the swarm of people grew because clearly it wasn't only our train, but like the following trains, because I think this one left often, that they're stuck. They have to do the same thing that we did. And when there was finally a bus that pulled up, it was kind of chaotic of people pushing and shoving to get on and cramming as much people as possible. Yeah, they were acting like it was an emergency evacuation bus taking us somewhere safe and that this was the last bus out of like a dangerous zone or something because people swore warmed and were throwing elbows and it was just a lot luckily like the bus stopped right in front of where we were standing so we just breezed right in and grabbed seats but people were getting very pushy and aggressive about it Mm -hmm. which i don't blame them we were sitting outside for well we were standing outside there were no seats there was no anything there no shade in the sun and it was very bright and sunny for a half an hour, plus all the people who came in after us. So I don't blame them for being irritable, but it was a lot to process. And the bus was very packed. They would not they would not let the bus depart until every seat was filled, plus all of the aisle space was completely packed. So at max Melinda, capacity. Yeah, well, probably beyond max capacity, because people should not be like sardines on a bus. It should not be so packed that you can't fall down because there's no room 
room to fall. Yeah, but it's not fun when you do end up falling when they take a really aggressive turn and there's not enough space for you to be able to hold on to something and you fall over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not fun. Still, somehow you're not going to go very far because your neighbor is got their butt in your face, as Melinda experienced, because there's a guy standing with his butt up against her cheek. Yeah, his butt was very close to like my shoulder. Like he could have sat on my shoulder. Oh, extra seat. We could have fit someone else in because he would have been seated. No, no. Yeah, it was a very close butt to my face. Thank God he didn't fart. That you know of. I think I would be the first one to notice after him. (laughs) Silent but deadly. Well, the bus was kind of stinky. Who knew where that scent was coming from? I don't think he farted. So thanks, friend. (laughs) You're the real MVP here, buddy. Yeah. But then we went to a city that our train was supposed to go through. But when we got there, nobody knew what to do with this busload of people, which was fantastic because nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew who they could talk to to figure out what the next step was because the assumption was you hop the next train and you go to Gothenburg. Easy peasy. Nope, not that easy. So from what I understood, there's two train companies and we were taking the highest speed trains and they rerouted us to the city called Lund. Lund? Lund, Lund, something like that. And when we got there, they only had offices for the regional trains. And the woman at the help desk did not want to help us because we did not have regional train tickets. And she was trying to explain to us that basically when we left Malmo, there were two forks. One fork leads to Lund and one fork leads to Gothenburg. And those paths do not cross each other. So why on earth would they take us here? And I kept telling her, I don't know. They just told us to get on this bus and that people here would help us. well, that's not our problem. Those aren't our trains. I understand that. But the other t- the other train company does not have offices here. Can you at least point us in the right direction? She goes, you should go back to Malmo. Okay, but again, there are no trains leaving from there. What do we do? She goes, go back to Malmo. Ultimately, that's not what we did. But we lived there for an afternoon. Yeah, we, we sat at the train station. We ad- ate a lot of food from Presby Brian. What's up, Presby Brian? I miss you. There's a chain of convenience stores, and we will never be able to pronounce the name quite correctly. It was like Pres Presbyterian or something like that. But I kept misreading it as Presbyterian and eventually it just morphed into Presbyterian. But anyway, so we sat at the train station. Yeah, Presbyterian. I had a whole backstory about Presbyterian being the nickname for a Presbyterian pastor named Brian and how he thought he was a really cool youth pastor. But I digress. Um, Eventually, we got on the wrong train. They kicked us off. When we, we finally right train. had a train that showed up and was going in the right direction. And she politely picked, kicked us off. Yeah, she was very nice. And she actually gave us the exact right advice to get onto the next train and which one we needed to use, which was perfect. Much more helpful yeah. than the help service desk people. But it was it was frustrating because it was completely out of our hands literally nothing we could do about it and we were trying to figure out what a game plan would be either do we get on a plane or do we get on the next train do we wait and stay another night in this city and just use our travel insurance and uh ultimately it worked out but it ate our half day in gothenburg away and we just didn't really get to see anything there we saw the train station and the Uber and bus ride up to the cutest little Airbnb cabiny thing, and um, that was it. Yeah, our Airbnb was so cute. It was freaking cute. I wish we could have stayed there longer. I wish I could have seen Gothenburg more, but that was not in the cards. No, and it sucked. There wasn't much we can do about it, but ultimately it was fine. I mean, we got where we needed to be and it yeah, wasn't the well, end of the world. It wasn't ideal, but it wasn't the end of the world. The problem we face is that because we missed our train 
and these are high-speed trains which have reserved seatings, was that we didn't have seats on the train that we ultimately rode on. So we sat in the bistro car, and I don't think either of us had has ever finished a bottle of wine, like a mini bottle, so slowly in our lives. It's probably like two really full glasses all together. And we milked yeah. that for how long of a train ride was that? Two hours? Yeah, we made that bottle last. Yeah, and what was also not, I wouldn't say it was, it, it was unpleasant, but it was sad, was that sitting across from us in the bistro car was a woman who was crying the entire way, the entire two hours she was crying yeah and i wanted so badly to like say something to her like try to do something but i was completely at a loss for what i could do because i don't know her don't know what's wrong don't know how to fix it don't know if we speak the same language yeah well and if she was swedish which i suspect she probably speaks english very very perfectly like just perfectly (laughs) but i just i don't i didn't know what i could offer in that moment other people would go get her kleenex or like give her a pat on the back and I just didn't feel it was my place to interrupt. Because I know sometimes when I'm in a position where I'm crying in public, like it's completely out of my control, the tears are just going to come. I really don't want people interacting with me. And also, I think it was probably more appropriate that the older lady that was in the bistro car said probably something encouraging and she got her tissues. I think it's definitely more from a loving place from somebody that's, you know, older and wiser than we, so. Yeah, I know, I mean, it obviously doesn't happen all that often, but on the occasions when I am crying in public, it feels when people my age comment on it, it feels like it comes from a place of of pity, and I didn't want to make her feel worse. Yeah, agreed. wherever you are, hope you're okay. Lady on the train car. Yeah, we saw her at another Presby Brian when we got off the train. She was getting some snacks at the convenience store and I just wanted to say something I was like no I don't know that this is right I don't know that this will make her feel any better Hope sometimes okay you just need there. to let it out that is very true all the best yeah mm, poor lady tiny bottle of wine we milked forever and nobody said anything because I think they realized how screwed most people probably were yeah I would say there were easily 300 people who flooded this small town's train station and you could tell that the employees were at capacity like they just they didn't have enough information to give anyone to fix it but luckily i'm sure people crammed into those other trains that came after ours so i i don't think they were really checking tickets all that much because they certainly didn't talk to us a single time no and there was a guy that was cutting through the bistro card to pop out and make sure that everybody was on before they took off from whatever stop we were at he didn't say anything to anybody in there so i think we're all in an understanding (laughs) like this sucks for everyone just find a place to put your stuff and sit down yeah yeah, that was a but long hey, we got train some day. Wine. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in train stations on that day. Mostly one, but... <laughs> and one we were not expecting to see. So really, the silver lining here is we got to say we've been to another city in Sweden. Did we really see much? Nope. No. But hey, we, we were there. It still counts. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> which is pretty great because the next day we were hopping on a bus to go to Norway, which also ended up being a longer transit date than uh, anticipated. Yeah, uh, that's funny. We had two days with accidents in a row. First, there was the train, some sort of accident blocking the trains. Then there was a train or a car accident that slowed down the bus. 
Oh, that was a fun couple of days, but that hotel was so nice. Yes. That- but I also got to see a, a Swedish moose on that bus ride, so that was pretty cool. She didn't feel the need to point it out to me, you know, the owner of a moose. You wouldn't be able to hear moose. me. I would, like, smack you and be like, moose, look, and then you wouldn't see You anything. know you can just tap my shoulder and point, right? Nope, nope, I need your full attention right now. Smack. Right now. Yeah. Smack, tap, whatever. Just point. She was sitting on the aisle seat. I was sitting at the window seat. She could have just pointed, but no. It's not as funny. You wouldn't have noticed. And if I go like this and make antlers, you're just going to think I'm crazy. And it was one of those like, I think I just saw a moose. It was a fleeting moment. Mm. Sucks to suck. Look out your window. Yeah. So we're how far into this episode and we've made it, what, five days into our trip? To Norway. (laughs) Through Norway. So I think maybe we should wrap it up here for now and we will come back next week with more amazing stories of our nordic adventures because that was uh three countries and one one major app use so we've got a lot to cover still oh yeah we've got lots of apps we did attempt most if not all of them so we at least have some opinion of what we said we were going to look into and some of the opinions are this app sucks don't use it yeah come back next week to find out which ones those are and how the rest of the adventure went but before we fully wrap things up uh sarah do you have a tip of the week it could be one of these apps involved if you really want to talk about it um i guess let me look did i put a tip of the week in here already of course not nope let's do this we'll put one of the app reviews as our tip of the week my tip of the week is download elk It's a currency conversion app, and it's really, really easy to use. In fact, so easy that if you land someplace new and you open the app, it asks you automatically, hey, you appear to be in Sweden. Do you want to switch this to Swedish krona? Yes, yes, I do. Please convert. And the fact that it does the thinking for you, you don't have to guess at what currency you're using. And when you're traveling as much as we were from place to place, sometimes we kind of lost overview of where we really were. So it's nice that you could open the app and it just Said, hey dum dum you're in sweden this is the currency you should use basically so, a plus would recommend uh there are a set of currencies that you get for free and if you upgrade the app you get the rest and i think it's worth upgrading if if you're traveling between like the u.s eu and the uk that's going to cover all your needs but if you go elsewhere you'll probably want the currency extension but yeah it's super easy, very handy, and it does a lot of the thinking for you and it takes out the guesswork. So I highly recommend downloading it. So I guess while you're there, I, it knows where you're at and it'll switch for you because I haven't paid for it because everything's freaking locked except for like the yen, the British pound, and euros. Well, I paid for it. everything's locked. Ooh, I can do Swiss franc. But yeah, there's certain ones that are unlocked, but like everything's mostly locked on mine. So I did not pay for it. Hmm. But if you're there... So you can't look ahead, but if you're there, I guess it'll let you. Test it out. I think it's worth it. It's only like two bucks or something. It won't tell me how much it is because I've already paid for it, but it's super handy. So yeah, and it's much more quick and intuitive than using most currency converting apps. It is a good app though. So yeah, guess that's it for this week. So get yourself out there and remember if your uh, train or bus takes longer than anticipated, just remember it's an adventure. And there's probably something worth checking out at Presby Brian. You know Presby Brian, he's always got something going on. He's always got snacks for ya. Snacks on snacks on snacks. Hells yeah, that's how I live. <laughs>
So, uh, bye. Come back next week for the rest of this adventure. Anyways, bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!